to this sweet episode of Newsy Jacuzzi. I'm your host, Lila Shushanka Prigat. And as ever, I'm joined by my big news story explainer and sound effects mixer. Hello, hello, I'm Lindy Prickett. <laughs> Otherwise known as my mama. So big news from ancient Egypt this week. Yep, the past has spoken. That is to say, a 3,000-year-old lost golden city has been discovered. The debate over voting rights is still raging in Georgia. We'll have a special report from Atlanta to explain it all. World Heritage Day is coming up, and you won't believe what the French are nominating as a cultural icon worth preserving. Speaking of unbelievable things in France, stop thief! You'll never believe the international toy crime ring that has police in investigation overdrive. You heard me right, toy thieves! And finally, move over Disneyland. Something even sweeter has popped up in California. So let's dive on in into the sugary episode of Newsy Jacuzzi. First up is... The, the Big News Story of the Week. So as if last week's story about the relocation of 22 ancient Egyptian mummies from an old museum to a grand new one wasn't big enough news from ancient Egypt, there's more. Hidden under layers and layers of sand for 3,400 years, a lost city has been discovered. So near the old ancient capital of Egypt, the city we now call Luxor, archaeologists were actually excavating or trying to uncover what they thought was a temple of King Tutankhamun, otherwise known as King Tut. Famous for not only being the boy pharaoh, he ruled ancient Egypt when he was nine years old, but also famous for his booty. <laughs> Treasure. So let's back up a second. Ancient Egypt was one of the greatest early civilizations from 5,000 years ago along the Nile River in Northeast Africa and more or less maintained power or dominance for around 3,000 years. Impressive. King Tut wasn't really a well-known ruler, but he became famous when his tomb was discovered almost 100 years ago with loads of artifacts and treasure meant to accompany him into the afterlife, which was a revelation about ancient beliefs. And archaeologists are still looking for remnants of his rule. In September, they were digging through sand, looking for a King Tut temple, when a long, zigzaggy pattern started to emerge. Which they realized were the old walls of buildings lining a major street of... The Lost Golden City! Now, it's not a city of gold, but a city from a time considered the golden era of ancient Egypt. A city historians have been trying to find for years, with no luck, hence it being lost. Well, here to tell us more about this amazing revelation, our very own Egypt enthusiast, Maya Soda. You said it, Gila. I love everything about ancient Egypt, from the pyramids to the mummies. And now, this amazing zigzaggy city. The walls of the mud and brick buildings curve in and out like a snake. 
down what's thought to be the big street. That's not all. So much more has also been uncovered, from tools and ovens to a pot with 22 pounds of dry meat. There was even writing inscribed on the pot. That year 37 dressed meat for the third Hebsed festival from the slaughterhouse of the stockyards of Ka, made by the butcher Louis. They've also recovered lots of colored pottery, rings, necklaces, and scallops amulets. Those are beautiful gems cut in the form of scarab beetle. Even a skeleton with a rope around his knees has been found. It's such a well-preserved ancient city. Experts are saying it could be as big and important as Pompeii in Italy. I'm Maya Soda. Reporting for Newsy Jacuzzi. Thanks a lot, Maya. I love everything about ancient Egypt too. I can't wait till they unearth more. <laughs> and keeping with our ancient Egypt thing and our promise to read a short poem each week for National Poetry Month, we have a perfectly suited poem from the American poet Ken Nesbitt called Melvin the Mummy. And it's thanks to librarian Mrs. Talbot of Rockbridge County, Virginia, who suggested it. I'll just read out the first stanza now. Melvin the mummy who lived near the Nile had worked as a mummy for more than a while. For mummies can go their entire careers without a vacation for thousands of years. But you'll have to listen to the end of Newsy Jacuzzi to hear what happens when Melvin goes on holiday. It's pretty funny. Yep, but first we've got some politics to discuss. What does bottled water, a cola company, an airline, and a baseball league all have in common? The southern U.S. state of Georgia, of course. Or put another way, the center of a debate over democracy. And democracy means? Everyone over the age of 18 gets a vote. And a strong democracy is all about citizens getting the chance to vote. And for that to happen, you've got to make it as easy as possible, right? Right, while ensuring there's no cheating. Obviously. It's what's called getting a fine balance. And it's what the two political parties in America disagree about. Good thing we have a correspondent in Atlanta, Georgia, to shed some light on this. Madison Smith from the All Things Madison podcast. In fact, it's over to you. Thanks, Leela. All eyes are still on Georgia. Why? Well, the Republicans, who lost badly in the recent elections here, say the new voting rules are needed to ensure a fair election. But the Democrats say the voting procedures make it harder for voters to cast their ballots by mail and will lead to longer lines for those who go vote in person. One of the most shocking restrictions was not allowing people to hand out water to those standing in line. And boy, it gets hot here in Georgia. It comes from a rule that says no gifts, including food or drink, can be given to voters because, you know, it might persuade them to vote a certain way. But water? It turns out poll workers can set up a self-service water stand, though. Phew! And as for Coca-Cola, Delta Airlines, and Major League Baseball, well, they all stepped in. 
saying the new laws made it too hard for some minorities and poor voters to cast a ballot, and they didn't think that was cool. Major League Baseball even went as far as to pull their upcoming All-Star game from the city over the new law. The whole region is likely to lose around $100 million in money that tourists would have spent in going to the game. Ouch. But others say it's good for controversial laws to be under scrutiny. That's a fancy way of saying something will be looked at super closely. And debate is good for democracy. Either way, we'll see how it all plays out. No pun intended. <laughs> Score! In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Madison Smith, reporting for Newsy Jacuzzi. Back to you, Leela. Thanks for explaining it all, Madison. Yeah, it reminds me of that famous quote about democracy by the former British Prime Minister Winston Churchill. Democracy is the worst form of government, except for all those other forms that have been tried. Yep, it's not perfect, and it can be pretty messy, but it's the best we humans have come up with so far. What's that? I'll tell you what, that's the halftime bell, which means it's time to hear what's making news around the rest of the world. Hold on tight, it's Around around the the World world in 80 80 Seconds. seconds. Hold tight! In the U.S., the trial of the ex-police officer accused of murdering George Floyd in the state of Minnesota last summer is winding down as the prosecution rested their case. Now the defense lawyers of the ex-officer Derek Chauvin are making their case. Tensions are high in Minnesota after the death of another black man. 20-year-old Dante Wright was shot by a police officer in a suburb just miles away from the courtroom where Chauvin's trial is taking place. In Britain, funeral preparations are underway for Prince Philip, the husband of Queen Elizabeth II, who died age 99. Saturday's royal funeral will be held at Windsor Castle with, as per the Duke's request, minimal fuss, though the ceremony will be televised. Elsewhere in the United Kingdom, restaurants and pubs buzz back to life, in the outside seating areas anyway, as al fresco, or open air, service resumed for the first time since England's lockdown began over the Christmas period. And say cheese, the Mediterranean island nation of Cyprus is getting protected status for its prized halloumi cheese. The European Union is giving Cypriot producers the sole right to sell the rubbery cheese that's usually served grilled under the banner of halloumi, in European stores anyway. Thank you so much for that whiz-bang wrap of what's making the headlines around the world. And now we need a bit of what the British like to call culture. Now it's the ace part of our podcast. That stands for... Art, culture and entertainment. Darling. Darling. In just a few days, UNESCO will be celebrating World Heritage Day. But first... What's UNESCO? Well, you know the international organization of all the countries in the world is the United Nations. The UN, yeah, my school studies it. 
Oh, well, UNESCO is the cultural wing, the United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization, in fact. You've probably heard of UNESCO heritage sites like India's Taj Mahal. And Stonehenge in England. Right, or the Statue of Liberty in the U.S., or even natural wonders like the massive collection of coral off the coast of Australia. The Great Barrier Reef. Ooh, you're on a roll. So maybe you won't be surprised by what France wants to add to the heritage list. Here to tell us all is our Paris correspondent, Louise Johansson. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Here in France, we have many wonderful UNESCO World Heritage Sites, from the humongous medieval Chateau Comtal Castle to the mighty Eiffel Tower. But there's something else just as impressive here. Le pain quotidien, the daily bread. In other words, the French baguette. Yes, our delicious French bread is being officially nominated for UNESCO Heritage Status. Bread is serious business here. Around 10 billion baguettes are eaten here every year, according to data site Planetoscope. We have a population of 67 million people. So, let's do the math. That's roughly 149 baguettes per person per year. So basically, every other day, not per family, but for a single person. That's a lot of French bread, but... Thousands and thousands of local bakeries have been closing over the years, as shoppers go to bigger supermarkets instead. And the problem with that is, those baguettes typically aren't made using the traditional methods. And that's why France has nominated the baguette to be added to the The United Nations Intangible Cultural Heritage Register. Which is a fancy way of saying certain traditions and skills will be recorded, so they're not lost over time. Pretty cool, huh? We'll have to wait and see if the baguette gets a slice of recognition as UNESCO will announce the cut next year. Until then, bon appétit! In Paris, France, I'm Louise Johansson reporting for Newsy Jacuzzi. Thanks, Louise. I admit, I never thought of food as culture. Makes sense. I mean, when we visit a new country, Ma, you always think about the new food we're going to eat first. (laughs) That's true. And it's not just France trying to preserve its food heritage. Already, flatbreads from Iran and Kazakhstan have made the UNESCO list, along with Italy's Neapolitan art of pizza twirling. This is making me hungry. Okay, well, it's not just food. South Korea's Lantern Festival... Finland's sauna culture, and a grass mowing competition in Bosnia and Herzegovina were all on the last list. Wow, who knew? So, what about your country or region? Is there something from your neighborhood you think should make the list? Why not come to our Facebook or Instagram pages at Newsy Jacuzzi and let us know. Staying in France, you'll never guess what the French police are investigating right now. An international crime ring has been discovered. Larceny like you won't believe. Larceny is a fancy word for stealing. From homes and cafes to cars, jets and spaceships. Okay, miniature versions of all those things, but no less precious. 
It's Lego Larceny. Dun, dun, dun. In the past few weeks, a gang of thieves were stalking toy stores and specialist shops in Paris, France, waiting for their chance to pounce on the unsuspecting owners of precious Lego sets. Precious because Lego doesn't make their fantasy lands forever. I know, I'm desperate for the Lego Friends Friendship House, but it's discontinued and only available from some collector. Or clever investor. At five times the original price. And that would be a bargain. Some sets, like the much-loved Cafe Corner Lego set, that cost $180 when it was released in 2007, can now sell, in its original box, for 17 times that price, nearly $3,000. And it's not just Europe. Lego looting appears to be a global business. Thefts have been reported over the last five years in the US, Canada, and Australia. But prices are going up now because more people are stuck at home and enjoying some... Lockdown Lego! I know I am. Police are advising toy shops and collectors, especially those with unopened, never-assembled sets. What? Who doesn't open their Lego boxes? <laughs> Lego investors, be on your guard lest the toy thieves strike again. Dun, dun, dun! And we're not done with the wonderful, wacky news. We always like to end each episode with a story from the Lucky Dip Machine. And just wait till you hear what it's spit out this week. Step right up, step right up, step right up. Right up. Have a go, go the Lucky Dip Machine. The Lucky Dip Machine. What's it going to today, eh? An oddball, no doubt. An oddball, no doubt. Have you ever played that wonderful board game Candyland and wished it were real? I sure have. Well, guess what? It's real. It's real. <laughs> Almost in vision, if not taste. It's from the creators of some super cool drive-through art installations in Los Angeles, the Wonder LA Land and Hantaween. But they wanted something sweeter for spring. And so have turned a 50,000 square foot parking lot in LA into a candy land they're calling Sugar Rush. There are life-sized lollipops, giant candy canes, oversized unicorns and kangaroos, mirrored corridors with glitter and dazzle everywhere else. Best of all, you can cut the engine, get out of your car, and walk through this candy-tropolis. As long as everyone goes in the same direction and keeps their distance, of course. Awesome! When is it coming to Delhi? <sighs> if only. Well, we should point out that the swirly-twirly, colorful candy is a dazzle for the eyes, not the mouth. Not yet, anyway. But I can still dream. Well, don't keep your eyes closed too long, kiddo. We have a bonus oddball. This was too good not to include. Listen to this. <laughs> Any guesses? Uh... Well, those voices are speaking Thai because in the wonderful country of Thailand, monitor lizards are known to roam around. I can confirm that and tell you they are creepy.
Imagine super-sized lizards like three feet long. And sometimes longer. With long, powerful necks and tails, some can reach nine feet. A little like the one that sauntered into this 7-Eleven convenience store near the capital, Bangkok. <laughs> and scared the bejeebers out of the shoppers. As it walked down the aisle and then climbed up a shelf where it stayed for a good hour. <laughs> we'll post a link to the video on our Facebook page if you want to see. Just like we do almost every day with our looky look post, we like to share some of the best oddball stories around just to amuse you. Or freak you out. <laughs> And it's time to wrap up the podcast with the, the top, top five facts heard today. today. Fab fact number one. Ancient Egypt was one of the greatest early civilizations, ruling 5,000 years ago along the Nile River in Northeast Africa, maintaining dominance for how long? The ancient Egyptians were the most dominant power for 3,000 years. Fab fact number two. King Tut is one of the most famous pharaohs. But why? King Tut is famous not only for being the boy pharaoh, but also for all the treasures and artifacts discovered in his tomb. Fab fact number three. A new voting law is causing controversy in Atlanta, Georgia, which means it's under scrutiny. But what's that fancy word mean? Being under scrutiny means something will be looked at very closely, which is always good for democracy. Fab fact number four. France is nominating its beloved baguette for World Heritage status as part of UNESCO's World Heritage Day. But what does UNESCO stand for? UNESCO is the United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization. Fab Fact Number 5 <laughs> A super long lizard walked into a 7-Eleven in Thailand and climbed up a shelf. What was the name of this kind of lizard that can grow as long as nine feet? A monitor lizard. And that almost brings us to the end of this episode of Newsy Jacuzzi. But as we promised, for National Poetry Month, here are all five short stanzas of the poem Melvin the Mummy by Ken Nisbet. Take it away, Mama. Melvin the Mummy, who lived near the Nile, had worked as a mummy for more than a while. For mummies can go their entire careers without a vacation for thousands of years. He guarded the pyramids day after day to frighten the burglars and bandits away. 
which meant as he stood watching over the pharaohs, he often got shot at with bullets and arrows. His job was so stressful, the pay was so poor, but still Melvin stayed and protected the door. Until he got sick of his sad situation and knew that he needed to take a vacation. His crypt was so dark and so cold and so clammy, he packed up his swimsuit and flew to Miami. He thought he would stay there for just a few days, enjoying the beach and absorbing some rays. But sadly, poor Melvin would never return. And this is a lesson all mummies should learn. Don't take any trips, or like Melvin you'll find, vacations make mummies relax and unwind. Mama? If you enjoyed this dip in the whirlpool of news and information, then do subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Alexa, or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, give us a good rating and leave us a review, helping others find us. Think of the good karma for that. All right, then. Over and out for the Newsy Jacuzzi team. See you next week in the Whirlpool and Newsy Jacuzzi.